Did you ever see the movie Free Willy? Yes. You did. We all did. Yes, we all did, for sure. Did it leave any imprint on you? Oh, yes, very much. Uh, the love of Michael Jackson. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, the hatred of animals in containment. <laughs> oh, okay, that's good. Lots of things. I was a young, impressionable child. I guess I'm just trying to get at what you're feeling about whales are you guys are having whale visits oh right right yes so um it is very complicated though because i do understand that they can be assholes but this is a good episode because i think it sounds like at least scientifically there may be good reasons for that that the animals are assholes yeah well we'll talk about it today excellent I want to know your experience with Free Willy, too. I just remember watching it a lot at school. Yeah. Substitute teacher day sort of shit. Yeah. And then I don't think I was, like, obsessed with it. But I did think dolphins were super cool. I thought dolphins were super cool because of a flipper. I watched a lot of syndicated flipper as a child. Sure. And I used to think having a pet dolphin or a dolphin as a friend was peak living. Ah, uh, yes. I think that either my family or one of my friend's families owned that film on VHS. And that's why I watched it so many times because back then you just watched VHSs all the time. Wait, uh, Free Willy? Yeah, yeah. It, like it's movie night, look at our collection and pick something. And I think Free Willy was picked a lot. Oh, yeah. I feel like our generation, Free Willy really left an impact. Our generation didn't really watch Flipper. I watched Flipper with my grandma. Yeah. And it was on like the Disney Channel at like 2 p.m. Yeah, I may have watched a couple episodes, but I was not, I did not watch it on a regular basis. Like I was like, this idea that you can communicate, it was like Lassie. Yes. But I thought Flipper was so much cooler because anyone could have a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Not everyone can like tame a dolphin. That is true. Well, especially in the Midwest where there are no dolphins. Exactly. So it was like the ultimate fantasy for me. And then I did end up as I got older, like I remember writing a school paper, I think about orcas and dolphins and like what the differences were. Mm. So I was like, a little deep into it. And I also like the mermaid fantasy, as I think we talked about during the mermaid episode. Yes. I was supposed to be in the sea, I think. Not to drag this intro out too long, but uh, what about Lisa Frank? Oh, loved her. Fucking the coolest. I feel like I probably stole like a folder from my cousin or something. <laughs> Because I felt like my mom wouldn't pay the extra money for Lisa Frank. And so if I saw some free Lisa Frank or some unattended Lisa Frank. You better watch, watch out, pal. I definitely like dolphins from that aspect as well. And then by the time my mom started buying Lisa Frank, I was like, I'm done with this. I'm done with this shit. <laughs> Did you like Lisa Frank? Um, yeah, well, I mean, I definitely had like specific memories of like having a caboodle oh yeah i had a caboodle 
And then like putting like Lisa Frank stickers on it, I think. Nice. Yeah. Man, I feel like you probably got your caboodle even before I got mine because you were like Iowa City. <laughs> Iowa City was so much cooler. Because I think I got my caboodle again too late. Like no one was getting caboodles anymore. But I was like, okay, I'll use this because then I was putting all my like cheap kid makeup in there. Yes. I definitely remember having it for a lot longer than, you know, that it was cool. It was popular or whatever, just because it was very nice and convenient. And I love organization even then. I mean, I like the idea of it. I don't know how crazy I am. Welcome to Sex with Ghosts. I'm Bridget, here with my oceanography expert, Molly. Excellent. Yeah, I knew, I feel like I knew quite a few Midwestern kids who were like, I'm going to be a marine biologist. Oh my God. Yeah. I was like, (laughs) you know where we live? Yeah, that doesn't make, that doesn't make much sense. It was because of fucking free willy dog. Yeah, maybe. So. We were trying to figure out what topic. Molly was like, I'm going to do a topic. And then, of course, she was like, I, I can't figure out what to do. And I was like, oh, I got a topic. And then the topic I wanted to do, I couldn't find any information about. Nah. But then I was telling Mike. And I was like, oh, I can't find what to do. And Mike was like, why don't you do whales? Because <laughs> he tried to get us to do whales um, when you came and visited, remember? Oh, Yeah. Because Molly is having whales visiting her right now. It's true. It's true. Well, this is behind the scenes peak. But like the problem is I have these ideas, but I don't write them down. And then I like I'm like racking my brain trying to figure out what we were going to talk about. But I can't remember. I just need to write them down. But anyway, move forward. Yes. Oh, yeah. I just started opening tabs on my phone. Smart. It's because I'm like finding them in weird media, either like TikToks or podcasts. Mm. I, this is so off topic, but I feel like just to give you an idea, like the one I was looking for was like mysterious light, what mysterious lights in the woods. And it's a very specific light I was looking for. Because ah. on the podcast, the woman who's telling the story was talking about her own personal experience with these lights, which sounded insane. And I was like, well, and one thing she said in the podcast is we Googled this and it turns out it's a phenomenon here. And so I was like, oh, if she Googled it and taking whatever hints she gave me throughout her story, I was like, I'm sure I could Google it too. No. So I think she changed enough her story. Yeah, that it. Like, it's probably her personal, like, literally her area. Yeah. And so I was like, well, I can't narrow this down. And I don't want to do a broad stroke video about lights in the woods because we already did staircase in the woods. Right. We did. That that was fun. That was enjoyable. I did. And then I went to Molly's woods and said, let's do (laughs) whales. Yes. So 
Uh, Monterey Bay is known for its wildlife. Yeah, I, it's really fun to read your local news and see something about like orcas or like dolphins, otters. There's an otter in Santa Cruz that's stealing surfboards. And they like made a news story about it. It's like, okay. That's cool. cool. Yeah. Damn. I wish I had some cool. Uh, the stories here, we get this like local paper and it's like, Gary opened a business in downtown Napa. <laughs> Isn't that cool? Thanks, Gary. Yeah. And we're like, oh, that's a story. And then one of the newspapers, they have like these people who are bored who have money and access to a printing press, I guess, which is like, of course, my dream. And Mike talks about it all the time, how I should have a newspaper. <laughs> but the best was like they're talking to a local business and asking them like how they started their business. I think I've mentioned it before, maybe on the podcast, but like the guy started talking about medieval times and how that was like the best time to live. And we were like, what the fuck? Wow, that's bonkers. I did not know about the Black Plague or no, or anything, or anything indoor plumbing, outdoor plumbing. I mean, I think that's just the one of those basic. This guy obviously hasn't had the cognitive growth that most of us have, but it's like, yeah, if you were a king or a queen, <laughs> sure. After this guy, <laughs> I'm just saying, like. <laughs> Because, like, it's the idea that they can't even imagine being poor. They would never be poor. Oh, yeah. Well, it's some white guy who opened a sandwich shop. And all you have to do is work hard and your life is going to be great. I can't even imagine being born into poverty. Ooh, scabs. Anyways. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, back to Wales, though. Wales. Um, I have not yet gone on the whale watch expedition which is very popular in the area but i was with some uh military spouses the other day and they were talking about it and it sounds like it's a very seasonal dependent like sometimes you go out and you see like two whales sometimes you go out and you see like six whales and two pods of dolphins and jellyfish and all the things yeah i've i've definitely in my travels have heard it's very seasonal most of these stories I'm going to talk about today are kind of depressing, but they're not blackfish depressing. That's good because, yeah, that's pretty sad. They're mostly topical. It's mostly like your newspaper. It's going to be like whale news. Yeah. Love it. Um, so the first one I want to talk about, just because I thought the headlines connected to it are funny, which are basically something to likes of like, $500,000 worth of floating gold found a dead whale. What? Right? Are you kidding? So you're like, I got to click on this. And it turns out it's not literal gold. It's oh. a huge chunk of ambergris, which is found lodged inside this dead sperm whale. And scientists believe it ruptured its intestine, causing its death and subsequent beaching in La Palma. Oh, man. So ambergris is a waxy substance that is a secretion from the intestines of the sperm whale. And it's typically used 
to make actually perfume. Oh, yes. It's been used in perfume making for hundreds of years because it can help a scent stick to a person's skin. Wow. And while synthetic alternatives have been invented, companies still prefer this ambergris over the synthetic. Yeah, that really reminds me of what we were talking about a couple of weeks ago with the Chinese medicine, where it's like, I don't want you to put weird animal par- products in my products. Like, can you just stop that, please? Like, it doesn't feel necessary. It doesn't. I don't know how badly I need perfume to stick to me if it means you have to, like, go out and find a sperm whale. Right? I mean, some of this they find floating in the ocean because the whale will, uh, I think they, like, spit it out is typically how they get rid of it. Sure. But also sperm whales were hunted for this as well. And it could sell for thousands of dollars per pound. And so this chunk that was found in this whale that was in the Canary Islands was about 21 pounds. Wow. So it was worth a lot of money, but it wasn't literal gold. Right. Exactly. So like this amount sells for like half a million and it was, oh, go ahead. This is maybe this is a little bit of a side topic, but does that mean like the whale had some sort of like metabolic issue or something that it couldn't spit it up? Oh yeah. Yeah. Just like some sort of weird mutation where. Well, this is what's kind of sad and interesting about it. So normally whales regurgitate these hunks (laughs) but when they don't the ambergris usually helps protect the whale's organs from sharp material okay only one to five percent of sperm whales are found with ambergris and i don't know i think it's interesting because if you think about pollution yeah and everything involved it seems like there should be like more studies even in specifically this whale right why did this happen yeah why was this causing like a rupture but it because it was found by this scientist who wasn't who was an animal researcher and maybe he did learn something but he was digging inside of the washed up whale to try to figure out like why he had died and when he found this ambergris he has decided to actually sell the chunk, which is also terrible because I feel like that just encourages the mining of it. Yeah, it's true. But if you can, like we've talked about with like science, like it has to be funded somehow. <laughs> exactly. Well, his he wants to use the proceeds to help support victims of a 2021 volcanic eruption on La Palmas. Well, that's good. Which had caused an estimated $929 million in damages. Sperm whales are supposed to be protected under the Convention of International Trade in Endangered Species, which is an international tra- treaty banning the sale of various threatened species in their parts, which... I think your very good friend Jen knows quite a bit about. Oh, yes, that's true. 
But because the ambergris is considered an animal waste product, it really isn't covered by the treaty. So it is legal to sell in many countries. But the United States, uh, which is kind of surprising to me, is actually banned the sale and ownership because it is a protected animal. Interesting. I'm kind of surprised, but yeah, good for them. Yeah, good good for us. Good for us. Wait, so question though. But the United States isn't, I am assume, banning the import of perfumes using ambergris. Right. Exactly. So yeah. there's only so much, I guess, you could do. It's too bad. But it's a start, I guess. Yeah. So that's the first topic there. The next big news story that you've probably heard is that a group of orcas have suddenly started attacking boats. I have. I have. Well, I've definitely seen that story. And then I've also seen stories. They have appeared suddenly in large groups in Monterey, which is like not usual. But I don't know that they've attacked anything here. So that kind of came up while I was reading because the thing with these whales is that they kind of create trends and I'll talk more about it that the, like, it's weird that orcas will be like, they teach each other a thing and then they'll all do the thing. And there's not always a reason why they know why they did the thing. So there was some fear with the whales showing up where you're at. Like, oh, are these whales going to attack us too? But it um, doesn't seem to be the case because these whales that are attacking boats are in Spain and Portugal. Right. But it is weird that it happened at the same time. Yes. And killer whales are not real whales, but they're, I mean, whales and dolphins are still mammals. I feel like they're closely enough related. Like dolphins are like essentially small whales. You would think so, but for some reason, I remember being a kid and like that, or maybe not even a kid. Maybe it was just one of those when I was in my 20s, one of those like fun facts that people like to whip out. Hey, did you know a killer whale is not a whale? Yeah, which is like, I don't know. I think as an adult, I'm like, it's all the same. They're like mammals in the ocean, which is an absolutely bizarre concept because I still have like so many questions about it in terms of and I guess the answer is blubber but like a warm-blooded animal in the ocean it doesn't line up yeah the blubber probably helps quite a bit and mammary mammary glands I don't I have a lot of questions but anyway Just to give you some more facts, though, about the killer whale is that males can exceed 33 feet in length. They weigh around 11 tons, which means 22,000 pounds. Females are much smaller than their male counterparts, measuring a maximum length of 27.8 feet long. Uh, they weigh less than their male counterparts, between 8,000 and 16,000 pounds. They also 
have the largest brain of all the dolphin species, averaging the weight of 12.3 pounds. And so they have a very high intelligence. And this obviously kind of what I was saying about them teaching each other stuff is that they have also seen to like work together to create attack strategies that leave their prey completely defenseless. Does that mean dolphins are stupid? <laughs> no, I mean, they're all really sm- They're all really smart, yeah. Well, doing this topic, I was like reminded that they did all these experiments with dolphins in like, I think it was like the 60s, including like giving the dolphins acid. Oh, right, I, yeah. I and I was like, oh, I should, we should do that topic too. Yeah, that's a, that's a, a strange one but okay but just to clarify you did say killer whales are just smarter but they're all like smart yes species okay got it yeah i mean they can all they all have communication and they all have like social structures like things that we value as being signs of higher intelligence in mammals got it yep that makes sense and while they do pose an extreme danger to many marine animals, they typically are not considered a threat to humans while they're in the wild. Most of the attacks from killer whales have been with them in captivity Ooh. after like years of abuse by humans. Oh, that's so sad. Which is <clears throat> more blackfish topic. And yes. A little bit darker than what I'm talking about today. Right. Because I think that makes a lot of sense. An intelligent species being held in a negative environment versus a random ocean dwelling. Out in the free. Yeah. They're not just going to be like, yes, let's kill for for fun. Oh, well, they do kill for fun. But like not on a regular basis. Well, not humans, but with other animals. That was what I was going to go into next. Mm. Is that they hunt and they slaughter sharks by the dozens, picking out the liver from each one. And leaving the rest of the carcasses to rot uneaten. Wow. But that does also sound like humans, like uh, goose liver, for instance. Yeah. Uh, Well, and orcas will kill for sport. They push, drag, and spin around live prey, including sea turtles, seabirds, sea lions. Dang. Some will go as far as risk beaching themselves in order to snag a baby seal. And not even to consume, but to simply torture it to death. What bullies? (laughs) That's terrible. Very much like humans when we are doped up on lead. That's too bad. Okay. I don't love orcas anymore. (laughs) But I don't think they, I mean, maybe that's a sign or it's a, it's a values. Like they don't value life the same way humans value. (laughs) You're right. Okay. Or of other creatures, but even humans are terrible at that. I mean, we've had to teach humans empathy. Yes, you're right. But can we teach orcas empathy? Can we teach orcas empathy? 
You tell me, Molly. You're the expert. Yeah, like I don't, I don't know why you would cut a baby seal's life short for fun. <laughs> Whoa, what are you pro life? No, <laughs> I don't. It just, it just doesn't sound nice. Well, it's not. But this trio of workers, their latest attack was, as far as I know, I tried to look up for more recent articles, and they were. St- Still citing this as like the most recent attack, but it was a boat in the Strait of Gibraltar um, in May, damaging it so badly that it sank soon afterward. So this was around May 4th. And this was the third time killer whales have sunk a vessel off the coast of Portugal and Spain in the past three years. The subpopulation of orcas in this region began harassing boats often by biting at the rudder, and this started in 2020. These attacks have not been reported anywhere else in the world, Um, and so far all the humans who have been involved in these attacks have been rescued. It says 20% of these attacks, but you're like, is it only three attacks? No. So uh, there must have been more than three attacks, but it's three attacks that ended in a sunken boat. Okay, sure. Yeah. But 20% of these attacks have caused enough damage to disable the vessels. And this is according to Alfredo Lopez, who's an orca researcher at the Atlantic Orca Working Group. All right. I have a couple of questions. Mm-hmm. You might not know the answer, but does having a rudder on the boat mean that it is a smaller boat or does it? Do large boats also have rudders? I think larger boats have rudders because rudders help you directionally. Yeah. So does every boat have a rudder? I think most boats have rudders. I feel like I should know more. I keep on calling. Wow. Probably need to get Matthew back on to talk about boats and ships. Yeah. Ships have rudders. Okay. So it could be any size, anything with a rudder. Yeah, but I mean, like, if they're next to, like, a giant ship with a rudder, I don't think they're going to fuck with it. It's probably, like, a size thing. Like, this boat is small enough that we can fuck it up. Okay. But I'm sure they're not going to go after, like, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of a cruise line. <laughs> they're not going to go after, like, a cruise ship and be like, Let's see if we can fuck this up. Or maybe they will, but then that's probably a whole other issue of, like, is this whale suicidal? Yeah, yeah. Because I did read about the rudder thing, and it just made me think, like, is it just a rudder, or is it maybe in the whale's mind the whole ship is a creature and they know that the rudder is a the vulnerable part? Yeah, I think... I mean, we don't know exactly why they're doing this, but and I'll kind of go into the two hypotheses as like what they think is going on. But um, I definitely don't think they think it's an animal. I think they have just found that the rudder is like a good place to start with these attacks. Sure. Okay. This is a very rare behavior, as I said, and we don't really know why they are doing this, but. The two hypotheses is one, the killer whales have invented a new fad, something that subpopulations 
of these members of dolphin family are known to do. Much as in humans, orca fads are often spearheaded by juveniles. Alternatively, the attacks may be a response to a bad past experience involving a boat. So the first incident, which I had said occurred in May 2020, in the Strait of Gibraltar, which is an area with heavy boat traffic. And since this case, yes, okay, 505 cases have been reported. Right. So there's lots of cases. It's just not always sinking the boats. Yeah. And only a fraction involved physical contact. In a study published in June 2022 in Marine Mammal Science, the scientist Lopez I was talking about and his colleagues cataloged 49 instances of orca boat contact in 2020 alone. The vast majority of attacks were on sailboats or catamarans, which are kind of relatively smaller. Yeah. The handful involving fishing boats and motorboats, which are even smaller. So they are going after a certain vessel size. So the average length of the vessels that they have gone after are 39 feet, or for our UK listeners, 12 meters. Uh, interesting. So that's still quite a bit bigger than the length of an orca, though. So exactly. So for comparison, the orca can be 30 feet long. So these vessels are just a little bit bigger than the orcas. The researchers found the orcas prefer to attack the boats, others, as we had said, but sometimes scraping the hull with their teeth. Wait. Sorry, just to make sure you said that correctly. You said an orca is 30 feet long. An orca is 30 feet long? Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, didn't I open with that? Okay, sorry, I missed that. Okay. Yeah, males can exceed Okay. 33 feet. Okay, okay. Got the it, females are usually a maximum of 27.8 feet. Sorry about that. Got that. No, it's good to yeah, probably reemphasize. And there is a mix that, and I'll probably get into it, that the whales that are attacking are like primarily female, adult female named White Gladys and her two young offspring and two of her sisters. Interesting. So it is literally a family group. Yes. So they... They snap off the rudder, which then the boat can't navigate. And then in three cases, the animals damaged the boat so badly it sank, which we already established. In July 2022, they sank a sailboat with five people on board. In November 2022, they caused a sailboat carrying four to go down. And then in May, it was a Swiss, it was a Swiss sailing yacht named Champagne. They had to be abandoned. That is funny. In all cases, like I said, the people were on board, but they were rescued. In 2020, researchers observed nine different individual killer whales attacking the boats. They're not really sure if others have like joined or, but they do know that it definitely consistently is Gladys and her family. Wow. I mean, since you hinted at it, do you know 
if they know that Gladys may have been involved in an accident with a boat. That was my, <laughs> I was headed there. <laughs> Excellent. So they do know that other adult orcas in the region have injuries consistent with boat collisions or entanglement. That's why this is a popular theory that they're reacting to just the boats because they are being injured by the boats. Mm -hmm. But there's also the counter argument in the 60s and 70s, humans relentlessly harassed killer whales off the coast of Washington and Oregon, and they would capture young orcas and take them away for display at marine parks. And when they were doing this, the whales didn't start attacking humans. That's why people were like, well, you can't necessarily say that because humans have been terrible to whales before. But I think the difference, I don't know. It's, it's kind of hard to say because I feel like whales do have some sort of generational memory. Yeah. Like you hear about that, like in elephants and other animals where it's like they have a, a memory or some sort of communication where they're aware of when to travel to one part of the world and like what the pathway is. And so it kind of makes you also wonder, though, like, is this them putting some pieces together? Yeah, no, that makes sense to me because it's kind of like the reindeer thing. If you've been treated well by humans and, you know, fed and taken care of, then maybe your wild reindeer is not going to be like human bad. Yeah, you become a little docile. But then if over time you're like, you know what? These fuckers keep fucking with us. But the other argument for like, oh, it's just a trend is that this is a very famous story where some members of the southern resident orcas that primarily cruise around Washington's Puget Sound each summer and fall spent the summer of 1987 wearing dead salmon on their head. Oh, my. There was no apparent reason for the salmon hats that come into vogue in the orca circles. <laughs> That's very funny. But the behavior spread and persisted over a few months before disappearing again. <laughs> I kind of love it. <laughs> I mean, can you really trust these salmon hat wearing <laughs> ocean mammals? I don't know. But it does almost feel like it is kind of a... Uh, not like a complete, like obviously not evolutionarily in a Darwin way, but you know, in a more like, you know, generational passing down of knowledge way, where the fact that they have trends, I don't know. It well, that, that also I think speaks to something because it's like, yeah, why were they wearing dead salmon? <laughs> I don't think they were just like. We're just going to wear salmon on her. And even if they are, that's a choice, you know, like to <laughs> make is. a choice like that. Like, come on. And that feels also kind of like, I mean, maybe this is wishing too much good on the orca, but like, you know, some specific asshole orca is like, I'm going to bully baby seal to death. And maybe that's not like a natural human or <laughs> natural orca behavior. It's just like a, I'm going to be a trendsetter or whatever. Like, I'm going to make a point. <clears throat> I'm going to show these seals who's boss and show my other whale friends I'm cool. 
I, well, I just, I think that humans are just way too quick to, well, some humans like me back in the day, not anymore, but <laughs> you've been changed. I've changed. Back in the day, I would have been like, well, what's the scientific reason for a sandwich? <laughs> and it's like, obviously there is none. Like there is none. Or there is something, but we just, we just don't know what it is. We don't know enough about this animal to know. Maybe salmons make whales high. We don't know. Like, have we really scanned the brain activity of a whale eating salmon? I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> yes, you're right. But I mean, I mean, in the like, it's not like a, sur well, it's not like a basic survival thing. Yeah, you're right. It's not, it's clearly outside of survival, which then I think adds to some sort of intelligence to it. Yes, yes, I agree. Even though it seems dumb to us. I mean, how many dumb shit things do humans do? Yes, yes. People watch the fucking Kardashians. Yes, yes. We're just as bad as the salmon hat wearing whales. <laughs> yes! Whales, yes! Jesus. Yes! <laughs> but you have to also think, to refute my past point, in some ways, it is a evolution, no, no, well, what were we calling it? Like a, like a survival thing, because in humans also, to be a part of a tribe, is a uh, inherent like survival mechanism. So perhaps the salmon wearing hats made sure that you, your orca pals, knew that you were on the up I'm and up. I'm cool. I can hang. <laughs> I can hang. Please don't kick me out. Yeah, it's complex enough that really, if anything. It should stress to us to have more respect for natural wildlife or wildlife. I don't know why I'm saying natural, like there's <laughs> wildlife that is unnatural. If it is, it's because it was nuclear made, I think. Oh, no. But how can we teach whales to learn this? I, I'm, I'm convinced we need to teach these whales empathy. Well, they might have more empathy than we know and the shit they're doing to seals. Maybe they know something about seals. We don't know. Maybe seals are terrible and we're like, Oh, they're so cute. Good point. They're so cute. Why are you so mean little seals? And they're like, the seals shit in our mouth every day. <laughs> Good point. I mean, if you think about it, seals are shitting in their water. Oh man. Um, so these attacks can last anywhere from, less than 30 minutes and go up to two hours. In the case of the Champagne yacht, two juvenile killer whales went after the rudder while an adult repeatedly rammed the boat and the, the attack lasted 90 minutes. Dang, 90 minutes, wow. And this Iberian orca subpopulation is considered critically endangered with only 39 animals at the last time a full consensus or full consensus, a full census was conducted. Jesus, it's early. That was in 2011. Now, that makes me think even more that it is some sort of generational trauma, because if you're endangered and you notice that there are less of you around and perhaps a whale or not a whale, a boat is one of the reasons that maybe you would be like let's disable these monsters yeah i mean at the very least they're like hurting them yeah 
there's no guaranteed way to avoid the animals. Marine time authorities recommend that boaters are slow in the area and they stay away from workers if they see them. There is a fear that the boat attacks will come back and bite the orcas because boaters will lash out or because the attacks are dangerous to the animals themselves. That's the other part that sucks is like the defensive human. Yeah. Like talk about learning empathy. We still need to learn empathy. Absolutely. That's kind of was on my mind as well. What do you think? Because I don't know that I would immediately think like this is scary if I were on that boat. Do you think that there or or do you think it would be would be I think scary? it would be scary. Like a me okay. I definitely I am terrified. I was watching like a TikTok of just like some people. Well, did you hear about those people who are like swallowed by a whale? No, God. And then the whale spit them out. So they were safe. But that to me is just like that. I would be like so fucked up from that. That does sound scary. Yeah. I mean, even those pictures where you see like a diver next to a whale and the whale is like so large. I'm it's like, true. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't need it. I don't like it. Yeah. Interesting. Did you see the newest Avatar? Uh, we did. It wasn't that great, but it did have the, the one of those iconic pictures of the, I don't even know what they're called. The blue people <laughs> swimming with the big whales. Maybe it's teaching our youth the wrong message well i feel like they're just like trying to come up with ways to keep that story yeah yeah similar to humans and also like what else would be in this natural <laughs> world you know yeah so the last thing i want to end on is about 23 dead whales have washed up on the east coast since december no, this reminds me of the dead horses. You know what? Maybe I'll do a dead horse episode. <laughs> the range of emotion <laughs> that you just showed was uh, really great. It went from horror to, oh, I just came up with a great idea. So these humpback whales are being found floating between New York and New Jersey. Just to... uh clarify or maybe we might have to look this up which whales are endangered in our area in the united states i feel like they're all endangered okay i feel like if you see a whale it's it's endangered <laughs> yeah no i think i think you're probably right but i i'm just not completely sure we really fucked up the whale populations like indigenous people hunt whales right and I think that's fine. I think that's fair. Right. There were never enough indigenous people to wipe out the whale population. <laughs> right. It's people of the industrial age that wiped out the whale populations. That's what I was worried about. But dolphins are not endangered, right? I think some dolphins are. Oh, some dolphins. Okay. And it might also be regionally as well. Yeah. Kind of like we were talking about with the orcas. That subpopulation in Iberia. Iberia. I don't know how you say it. So 23 whales is, is very bad. This is very, very bad. Yes. And part of the reason I wanted to end on this and also 
talk about this one is because there's a tied in right wing conspiracy. Oh, good. Great. Um, but 23 dead whales have washed ashore along the East Coast since early December, including 12 in New Jersey and New York, according to the National Oceanic Atmospheric Administration. The pace of deaths is worrisome to federal scientists, even if the total numbers are below some prior years. This is mostly from the New York Times. So this was published in late February. And there might be an update since then, but I think the largest update is just the TikTok conspiracy, right-wing conspiracy was tied to it. Uh, now, when you say that, do you mean right-wingers on TikTok? Yeah, or right-wingers everywhere. I they Actually, I think it's more Facebook. Facebook is where, okay, because that's where they really thrive. Right, right. I just, yeah, I wasn't sure if you were saying like there is a right-wing contingent on TikTok, though I'm sure there is. They're definitely, I mean, they're everywhere. You can't avoid them. They're at your Thanksgiving dinner (laughs) with your family because it is your family. No. And they're on your TikTok and they're on your Facebook and they're definitely on Parler. No. So the scientists believe the mortality rate may be tied to an unlikely confluence of factors humpback whales were hunted illegally until 1985 that's pretty late and the population has rebounded that's good thanks to decades of efforts to clean the atlantic ocean and heavy polluted tributaries like the hudson river as climate changes and ocean warms the whales and Favored prey menhaden are migrating and feeding in new locations, often closer to shore. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that makes a lot of sense. And I mean, I'm sure we're just going to see more and more stories like this as the oceans get warmer. Yeah, and it's going to get weirder. And what I kind of got sidetracked from that I was going to mention earlier about why they should study that humpback or sperm whale with the gold in its belly is that these animals are also eating like loads more plastic Mm, yeah, and other toxins. So it's kind of like, why would he get sick off this thing that's supposed to protect him? Mm. Is it not breaking down right because of Mm -hmm. the toxins, but we don't know because the scientist is going to sell this stuff off to become perfume anyways. You know, like I've got questions. Sure. Yeah. And, that makes a lot of sense, especially when we think about the fish that we eat and yeah. we're concerned about it. Of course, it's affecting the whale who eats the same sea creatures that we are. Yeah, it's bad for everyone. Um, I mean, I know people who stopped eating seafood just because of yeah. what's going on or like wild seafood. Well, that's why you need to go to Monterey Bay. And pick up a nice, handy uh, safety seafood list. A safety? It's a, it's a, it's safe and sustainable seafood. Um, Monterey Bay. I'll include a link in the description because it's a, it's a great little uh, thing that tells you, like, you can eat this and it won't ruin the environment and you won't die of poisoning or whatever. Nice. And you should not eat this because it's endangered and it fishing ruins the environment, et cetera, et cetera. 
um, seafood watch, the seafood watch program, and they have recommended species. You can choose from best choice, certified, good alternative, and then avoid. Oh, I got to look into this. Yeah, it's great. There's also online pandemic buying habits. So basically, the other issue that's happening, too, is that there's a record-setting surge in cargo shipments. Yeah, yeah. It's also been made in this area, so there's a lot of boat traffic. So that's part of it, right? We got climate change. We got more ships in the area. And the whales are dying. Yeah. So the conspiracy. These whale deaths are getting a lot of attention. And that's because some organizations have started to say that these are somehow tied to offshore wind energy. Oh, my God. They have a weird obsession. Like several groups that have made this their like cause like we're going to like stand behind this and they have teamed up with like a national organizations that accept funding from fossil fuel industries including the caesar rodney institute which is fucking idiots all of them a right-leaning nonprofit that david t stevenson helps to lead Stevenson opposes offshore wind farms, and he made a statement that he believed greenhouse gases may be causing the earth to warm at a slow rate, but there is no climate crisis. (sighs) And he's made it clear that he believes that offshore wind energy will be too expensive, and he founded the American Coalition for Ocean Protection. My God. And it has chapters in communities, including New Jersey and New York. He's quoted as saying, if an emotional response is what it takes, I'm not going to turn them down. Basically using the whales to get his point across. That makes me so mad. And then they've also had a Republican congressman, conservative talk show hosts, dozens of Jersey Shore mayors call for an immediate moratorium on the wind energy projects. The director of Clean Ocean Action in New Jersey, which is calling for an additional study before the offshore wind projects receive final authorization. Her name is Cindy Zip, is saying it's not reasonable that it's not going to cause real ecological damage, but environmental protection organizations largely have supported wind energy. 13 such groups in New Jersey have reiterated support for offshore wind, a pillar of President Biden's goal for reducing carbon emissions and combating climate change. So it's uh, this is what we're dealing with. Real deaths and psychopathic Republicans are using this as their fucking, what do you call that, poster? Yeah. The whales are their poster boy for why we can't use offshore wind energy. The correlation to me is just like, 
this doesn't make sense. No. None of, most of what they <laughs> say it to doesn't make any fucking sense. It really doesn't. It is so nonsensical. Bad shit insane. I don't know how else to say it. I mean, I'm sure they have like the really wild claims that I did not go into where they're like, here's our fake science. Yeah, I mean, it's as bad as the bird thing. Yeah. The birds are dying in your wind farms. Like, come, come on. Yeah, it's, it's not great. We're just kind of along for the ride. Yeah. I just can't wait till we can send a lot of them to Mars on Elon's rocket. Please go. <laughs> so that's that's my whale news. Hope you had a whale of a time. Hey, hey, hey. whale tales. <laughs> Trying to think of punny names. Oh, that's good. Good for the title. Title? What's it? Yeah, yeah. What's that's what I'm, yeah, okay. I'm trying to come up yeah. with title puns. Good, good, good. <laughs> I like whale tails. That's funny. It makes me think of thongs. Oh no! But that's because Mike. If Mike sees mine, he goes, "Nice whale tail." And I'm like, "What is it? 2004? Shut up!" <laughs> God, I forgot about that. I totally forgot about that. I'm glad we've all made thongs <laughs> into normal underwear. I, for one, am not opposed to it because now when I see an adult and I can see their visible panty line, male or female, it's just like that feels irresponsible. Looks like you're wearing a diaper. Mm, it's rough, though. I have searched far and wide for non showing panty line underwear, and it's difficult. It's a difficult ask. It's true. But I do feel like there are enough options out there that I don't need to see the outline of your underwear anymore. That's fair. We fixed this. We have fixed this as a society. <laughs> Even if you get the brief cuts. Okay. People look at your ass in the mirror. I don't know. Sure. But what about, well, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I need to go on that tangent right now. <laughs> the underwear. Tangent. Yeah. Yeah. We should focus on the whales. The whales and their tails. Well, thank you for listening to me go on and on and on about the whales. Molly, where can people find you? I don't even know anymore. Maybe Molly MM9 somewhere. How about you? That's fair. Uh, some I would say similar. I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to be around, but um, at Bridget underscore suck it. You can find this podcast at sex with ghosts underscore you can show support by giving us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast and you can show further support by going to patreon.com slash sex with ghosts excellent um you can definitely find us on instagram instagram is still uh well and twitter kicking and twitter is still are kicking. you you mean you personally no no i just activity wise well, I don't know if I'm on either more often than the other. But anyway, yes, we are still on both of those. So find us there. Talk to us. I retweeted a random thing the other day accidentally, and then I just left it there because I was like, eh, our, our audience needs to know this. There you go. I love it. And you found the peeps. I found the peeps. The peepsy. I, 
Leafsy, it wasn't very good, but that's fair. You don't expect that kind of thing to be very good. It's not about being good. It's about <laughs> yes, the novelty that exactly. of the trash. All right. Uh, see you next week. Bye. Bye.